Hey everyone, I'm Stefan. This is Graham. Hello. This is Travis. Hey. And we're the Three Different Ones podcast. Last year we compiled a massive list of albums we like, or at least seem interested in, and now we sit amongst ourselves talking about them for your enjoyment. We also take requests for albums to review, so if you have one you'd like us to get to, please drop it in the comments. But today, we're not doing that. We are talking about one from our massive list, Todd Rundgren's third album, Something Slash Anything. Clocking in at 90 minutes, it is the longest album we've done so far for this show, but I don't know about y'all, I found this pretty easy to get through. Uh, Graham, I think you've listened to this one before. Uh, what was your initial reaction after going through it for this for this episode? Um, so, yeah, it's an album that I've... I, I used to play it in the car a lot, actually, which is, I think, part of why, you know, I didn't notice the length so much. Um... And then when we did it for the show, I I listened to it in parts, so I kind of broke it up. But it it seems to me like it would be a pretty long listen if it, especially if it were like your first listen, mm-hmm. um, and you just did it straight through. But that's interesting to hear that uh, you didn't feel that way. Um, yeah. It does have a lot of like variety, I'll say, and. I feel like my favorite songs in it are kind of spread out um, across. So even if there are moments that kind of drag for me, um, you know, something interesting is going to pop up. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. The, and, you know, I, I don't know how many times I've heard this album, but I, I am a fan of his and I've listened to his first, you know, uh, four albums, mo- mostly the first three, um, quite a bit. Um, yeah, I'm curious to hear what you guys thought of it. Travis? Yeah, this was, uh, I- I've heard a couple of songs off this album before, um, but mm-hmm. this, this was my first time listening to the whole thing, and I did listen to it from start to finish in just one sitting. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I would agree. I don't think it felt as long as it was. Uh, and I also agree with a bit about, you know, it, it has moments spread throughout. So it's like, you know, you kind of take a breather and then you're back with something. It's like, ooh, I kind of like that. And then it might dip off a little and come back. Which, yep. And I, I, I do like how it was broken up into four parts. I thought that was pretty cool and creative. Did you uh, did you like the chapter names for each of the four sections? Yeah, <laughs> I think I think my favorite name was the kid gets heavy. <laughs> I don't know. I, ba- baby needs a new pair of snakeskin boots is pretty uh, entertaining too. <laughs> I I wasn't aware of the uh, the side names until you mentioned something about the cerebral side and right. I wasn't really sure what you were talking about, but yeah. And I guess that's just the thing about listening on, you know, a streaming service is you don't get all those details. Um, But, uh, but yeah, every, every side has a different name. And the first one is called a bouquet of ear catching melodies. And that it was. Very appropriately named. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. yeah. I, I would like to add, too, before we get started, I, I had no idea that the majority of this was just entirely Todd on his yes. own. Which, yeah. Yes. As soon as I read that, I was like, okay, my my appreciation for this just, like, quadrupled. Yeah. Yeah. It just, it totally changed, like, my perspective of how I listened to it, you know? totally totally and yeah it's (laughs) it's side four where he doesn't play so for like the first hour just about maybe a little north of an hour yeah all him playing all the instruments right 
I like the bit about him cranking it out on a Ritalin and cannabis too. (laughs) Yeah. The Ritalin bit was surprising. I didn't even know that that was, that was invented in the (laughs) seventies. Right. Yeah. I thought that too. I was like, "Hmm." at least not under that name. Yeah. Do you remember when he, does he mention that in the album? That he's on Ritalin? Yeah. I don't think so. Oh, okay. So, so is that like, like a quote? I yeah. I just I read some stuff talking about he was he like pumped out some songs at like a stupid rate, mm-hmm. and he was like, I I attribute that to Ritalin and cannabis. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I I did hear about the Ritalin thing, and I have heard that yeah, he was a big pot smoker. Um, but yeah, Ritalin's basically like speed, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, hyper focus. Like, right. Yeah. ADHD and stuff like exactly. that. Exactly. And he was basically like a college age kid when he made this, which is also impressive. That really yeah. is. He like sounds... he's 22, 23. Sorry. Making a 25 song the album. You're good, man. You're good. I The other thing, too, before we get into it that I thought was really interesting was the... Uh, I, I went back and read the Wikipedia like halfway through it. And, yeah. And I was like, oh man, the C major seventh. Like I, I see the theme here. Like, and I think there's a bit where he goes on to say, like I started basically every songwriting process with that chord and then just let my hands move from there. And that mm. produced the song. And it's like that, that chord is so prominent throughout this entire thing. Yeah. That's an interesting note, and yeah, I can think of at least no a couple. pun intended, <laughs> right? Right. That's that's interesting. So that's was that some something you like an interview you read of his? Yeah, I just uh, I saw it on the uh, Wikipedia for it. That's really cool. I I love hearing. Yeah, he, you know the exact quote is they were all basically starting out with C major seventh and I'd start moving my hand around in predictable patterns until a song came out. That was pretty awesome. And yeah. none of, none of the songs sound alike. It just goes to show that you can, you can get a lot out of one chord. Right. The Ramones, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so part one, bouquet of ear catching melodies. Yes. What'd y'all think of the opener? I saw the light. Love, love it. This love is... it. <laughs> Stephen. No, I like it. I just, I, I, it was not the, that, it was kind love. of easing me into the album. Yeah. Love I was... was not the word. No, I mean, I like it. It's, it's fine. I just, it was not my favorite on the, the bouquet section, is all. Graham, why do you, what, why the love, man? Um, I mean, first of all, I just, I just think it's a great song. It's catchy. I, um, there's so much going on with all the instrumentation and the backing vocals. And, you know, especially knowing that that's all him, you know, mm-hmm. doing overdubs and um, is even more impressive. But, yeah, there's just all kinds of like weird, weird little details and noises. Um, these little kind of, these almost like bell sounds or like little chimey sounds. Um, the bells come up a lot. Yeah. Yeah. They do. Yeah. yeah, they I, do. I'm always a fan of uh, bells for some reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's just a cool song and it, it doesn't really like fit in with, uh, you know, he's thought of as a rock artist, I guess, but, he doesn't really fit into a genre like this kind of has a bit of a almost like a soul type vibe to it um, it, it kind of seems poppy to me honestly definitely yes. entire album yes definitely this That's a, this track was i i had heard this song before <clears throat> i i really like the bass line it had oh, a yeah. solid bass line and I don't know if the song just it it sounds very early seventies to me, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's very of the times. Yeah, if you you could pretty easily say yeah, that's seventies, if even if you didn't uh, know 
Right. What about you, Stefan? You said you liked it. I think it's, yeah, I think it's really good. It's, uh, yeah, it's song driven by the piano, which I always, I always, I hear Todd Rundgren, I think guitar, and I always forget that he is more, I know he can play it. I mean, he can play everything, obviously, but I think isn't his, his forte, the piano? Is that his primary instrument? Um, that's a good question. Like, I know on his first album, it's him sitting there playing a piano on the cover. Yeah. And he kind of always had little piano parts. I want to say he was a guitar player first because he was in this band called the Naz or Naz, where I don't think there were any pianos and that's stuff. I, I did read something saying like, uh, I think maybe around the time of making this album, he was getting more into piano and like composing on the piano. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's great at it regardless. It yeah. Was, uh, there's, there's a couple artists from the, the 70s that I think, I'm not sure what the, what the order would be, but either they borrowed from him or he borrowed from them. But that uh, those crisp piano chords, it's just, it's, it's, it's pretty much perfect, easy listening music. And this is, uh, you know, it is easy listening. That's yeah. a very good descriptor. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but I mean, uh, he, he, yeah. I don't know. I, I almost, I, I almost think of easy listening as kind of stuff that I like to avoid, you know, like it, it has kind of a, a soft rock connotation or something like, um, yeah, that's true. That that uh, Jackson Brown album, I'd say, is a lot more easy listening than this. I take that back. I, I feel like this has. I, I don't think easy listening is bad, honestly. That's, that's yeah. This is yeah. Maybe it's just it's got a bad like. Um, I associate it with with uh, negative things for some some reason. But yeah, I mean, if you know, it's yeah. it, it's a. Uh, it's a chill vibe, man. It is. I mean, it's it's like you said. It's it's a really good song. It's a great opener. Like, mm-hmm. I, you know, the fact that it's a uh, you know, I guess maybe easy listening has the connotation of like it's maybe trying too hard to be radio friendly. And I guess I can. Yeah. I mean, Todd Rundgren is definitely the kind of artist who would want to avoid that. But we we can get into that later. Uh, we got to get keep going through this thing because we got five yeah, more songs. We got a long to go. way to go. Yeah, like uh, wouldn't have made any difference. Uh, spicing things up with those hand drums in this one, and uh, <laughs> continues to I he he mixed his voice so beautifully <laughs> on this part of the album. All the backing vocal stuff. It's it, yeah. it, it sounds great. He's got an awesome voice. He does. I'm a big fan of his voice. You get some uh, some nice bells here. <laughs> oh yeah, yes, you do. Um, I, I find this song like kind of bordering on cheesy. The sappy stuff turned me off big time. Any of the sappy tracks this included, I just really didn't care for. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it sounds nice, and you know, yeah. If but it's a little. You know, I think those chimes at the beginning particularly uh, offend me. <laughs> uh, offended by the chimes. Oh, the, yeah. The first part of the song, there's like a weird snare placement that I, I really liked. Like oh, yeah. One, two, like a bum, bum. Mm. Yeah, he, he commented like about. Off the, and I, I yeah, thought that was cool. He, he recorded the drums first on every track. Mm-hmm. Which is an interesting. He, he was, didn't play to a click. He was like humming songs Saw that. in his head. And I have noticed listening to this album before that he does kind of get a little off sometimes. But I don't. I don't think that really detracts. Right. I, I like the organicness of that. Yeah, I agree. Uh, the Just little that. trippy synth run in there too. The <laughs> oh yeah yeah. There's fun stuff like that to kind of. Right, you know, catch catch your ears. Stefan, did you uh, like this song? Yeah, yeah, I think it's yep. fine. Yeah, did it did it make any difference 
for you in the mix of this album? Oh no. <laughs> no, 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 no. Was... How about how about Wolfman Jack? That was a pretty serious contrast coming from that. <laughs> yeah, this one was goofy. This and it takes two to tango were very strange. Yeah. It's a weird album. He's a weird artist. Yeah. Dude, I think this is where uh, Lars Ulrich got his uh, St. Anger trash can sounding snare from. Wolfman Jack? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there, there are some weird and, yeah, kind of um, not great sounding drums on this album. Um, I, I, don't, I don't always hate that, though. No. This, uh, I don't know, this is kind of a fun track. Like It is. It's upbeat. Yeah. Again, it's just impressive to think that it's just one guy. Oh yeah. My favorite part, I put voice crack central. Oh yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That that hit way too close to home for me. For me. (laughs) Hey man, he was he was twenty two. He's got kind of a a funny voice, and we hear a speaking voice later in the album. We like do, that. and he sounds like such a weeb. It's great. A weeb. <laughs> yeah. What? What is a weeb? Just a nerd, a geek, yeah. a yeah. Poindexter. You know. What's yeah. the difference between a dweeb and a weeb? It's the same fucking thing. Like, there's no difference. <laughs> no, no. Wolfman Jack is goofy, which made Cold Morning Light a very <laughs> a weird placement. It's a little more, a little more downbeat. Yeah, first three, definitely. Got a little. I don't. I couldn't tell if that was a real flute or he simulated the sound on a keyboard. But with that thing, and I was like, okay, this is gonna be a little different. <laughs> we're, getting a, we're getting a little more serial in track number four. I've always kind of liked this one. Yeah, I like Even the though- progression about a minute into it, or I'm sorry, a minute out from the end. Oh, okay. <laughs> Towards yeah. the end there, I liked yeah. that a lot. Yeah, it's got a lot of like different, uh, you know, different stop downs and goes into kind of double time or um, kind of plays with the song structure in a lot of these. Right. I've, I've, it kind of goes in the same category of it wouldn't have made any difference. Like it's a ballad, but I just think it's a lot better than that. Yeah, I agree. Song. And I 100%. enjoy the flute. I like the flute too. Oh, me too. It, is that a is it a skin? Yes. Okay, that's what I thought. Yes. It is a skin. Very mature here on the three different <laughs> Always classing it up. Oh uh, <laughs> uh, man. Any, How about, idea uh, what, any idea what that weird rattling sound was at the start of Takes Two to Tango? Um Do that harmony. I don't know specifically. <laughs> Wait, did you just do harmony with yourself? Between you and I, we both went. Oh. You went, uh, and I went. Uh. <laughs> nice. Album uh, will be dropping very soon. <laughs> the harmony bras. Um, <laughs> I don't know, man. Yeah, it's I kind just, of a rat- rattle sound. I, probably some kind of percussion. I just yeah. put keys intro. Didn't do anything for me. Yeah, it was. I I did not tango. Yeah, it was not. Not didn't enjoy this one too much. Um, this one's all right for me. I I think if we're gonna go kind of side by side, you know, track two is my least favorite. Yep. I like this one. I saw the lights. Definitely my uh, favorite on this side. Are y'all ready for track six? Sure. Sweeter memories. Yeah. Uh, put, put nice a lot. Nice keys. Nice harmonies. Nice guitar yeah, tone towards the serious, end. Serious, serious flashbacks to Jackson Brown on yep. this. I was Super using laid back. Using similar adjectives with this one. This is the one where he has a bit of a guitar solo, doesn't he? Yep. At yes. the end. Yes. That's that's really nice, and he's a good. Good it's, guitar the teaser. it's the yeah. teaser for the cerebral. Mm. It was. It was. So, okay. What? How would y'all rank part one 
out of the fours now that we've made it through part one? Mm. Um, uh, it's. I'll go first. It's my least favorite. I think it might be mine too, and I still like it a lot. But of the of the four, I I think it, I'd have it at the bottom. Which is it's, so interesting to me to to come out consistently <laughs> weaker than the entire remaining three fourths. I mean, maybe uh, you didn't see it that way. That's just for it, me personally. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not my least favorite side. I'll I'll tell you what that is later. But yeah, I mean, I saw the light was a major hit for him. Um, I don't really know if the other songs got airplay, but leading off with that track makes a lot of sense. I'm not sure about yeah. the rest. Yeah. Right. And now, then, yes, the cerebral side. For the cerebral side. Starts off with some speaking, which we'll get more yeah. of later in the album. Yeah. And yet, that stupid game, what sounds of the studio. I mean, he just, <laughs> just sounds like such a geek in there. He was great. <laughs> a little a little cheesy. Yeah. Interesting though. Yeah. I, I did I did note some of the things he mentioned in some of these tracks that follow. Yeah. I I didn't uh I've never like really tried to find those things, except maybe in that next track, Breathless, but I've yep. never never really been able to find a lot of it. Um I think it's kind of a fun idea for an album or for a song right. to just be like, "Hey, let's play a game." And like, I don't know, I, I let's kind of test enjoy, your speakers. Yeah, I kind of enjoy quirky stuff like that. And yeah, he has a funny sounding voice. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and then it goes into breathless, breathless which almost it reminds me a lot of Mario Kart. Dude, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No joke, though. Like, the synth work. Yeah. I just yeah. put LOL halfway through. Yeah. I know. It, it, towards the end, it goes into this real peppy, like, you just won the race or something. And Yeah. The, uh, the punch that he talks about, the punch sound in the intro song. Oh, yeah. About 45 seconds out from the end of this song, there's that, like, Mm. Like that real quick thing, and I was like, "Interesting, I see oh, what's man. going on here." I, I, dude, I thought "Breathless" was a great change of pace. It's one funny. of my one of my favorite songs on the album. Mm-hmm. It's fun. I, it it got me excited for the cerebral side. I'll just spoil it now. This is my favorite portion of the album, cerebral side. It's got. Uh, say my favorite song on it maybe my second favorite song I don't know mm-hmm. we'll get to it yeah I'm curious uh, what that is I, I think I have a guess but let's let's continue yeah okay how about the, the night the carousel burned down it's got the uh, the, the keyboard bring, really takes the mood down it's i mean obviously with the name like this you know you should expect a pretty somber song but between that and the bass i mean it was just bringing me down pretty hard after what, what do you guys think was a darker night this one or the one they drove old dixie down oh definitely the carousel definitely the carousel come on carousel comparison, a comparison of nights <laughs> I, I, would, I would carousel above Dixie. Just, just that's just me, though. All right. Um, in this track, I I don't know. Intro got me so fixated on sounds. I noticed a lot of like panning and swelling, and yeah. there was like a bunch of clipping on the kick. Mm. Which I'm just like, mm, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting choice. Yeah, it's, it's definitely got some rough edges. The uh, sound of this album, mm. and yeah. that 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 could be partially because of budget or just. It sounds like he was kind of rushed in making this, and he was on speed. I yeah. I kind of wondered if intro came after all of this was written, and it was like these are the places uh, I fudged, and now would... I'm going to make it seem intentional. I I, mean... I I would I bet <laughs> on that. I think that's a that's a. That's probably accurate. 
Man, I've never thought about that, but that's brilliant. It is. I mean, I props to him if that was the case. Props if it wasn't. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. You can't lose. It works either way. <laughs> I I've got to say I I don't think the carousel is like one of my favorite tracks on here, but I always enjoy kind of that kind of has that magical mystery tour Sergeant Pepper vibe mm-hmm. where it's like kind of a carnival-y sound and just, you know, kind of psychedelic and dreamy. There's mm-hmm. some, kind of some fun little sections in this song. Yeah, so, I, I would I, agree. So far, side two is starting off strong. So you mentioned earlier that you liked that all the songs sounded different on this album. Yes. Saving Grace is where I have to disagree. Uh, this, to me, blended with a lot of side one tracks, I thought. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it, it gets pretty pretty upbeat, doesn't it? I don't remember. Um, this, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I know what you mean, like, and I wouldn't say that there's you know, no similarity between these tracks. Right. There's just yeah, a good of course. variety. Maybe I should I should kind of uh alter what I'm what I, I initially agree with that. said, Definitely. but that's there's such a crazy like monster sound voice at the beginning of this. Yeah, yeah. And just, <laughs> I, I was hoping we'd get more of that, but <clears throat> it just kind of jumps into this like this kind of happier pop song and it's it's still okay but i i I was ready for a full like full listing of just weirdness in the cerebral side i was right uh, i guess i was i guess i kind of was a little crestfallen listening to saving grace (laughs) i I actually love this song really bad yeah i'm a big fan of it um and i'm gonna have to re-listen to it and I mean, it's you know, it it might not be your thing. Um, it is, you know, kind of upbeat, um, not super complicated. It it does start on a, a C major seven, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, that's when you said that. That's the song that popped into my head. Um, I don't know. I've, I've always always dug it. I think he sounds great. I think it's a good little simple kind of bouncy piano thing. You guys did not uh, didn't do much for you. It was okay. It's, it's I didn't still a good it. song. It was just it was so surprising and jarring that it kind of threw me off a little bit. Yeah, but it's still good. It's still good. Mm-hmm. It does not bring down the cerebral side for me. Yeah. yeah. What about Marlene? Eh. Sappy. <laughs> here, here we go with the sappy track. Yeah. yeah. There was a lyric that kind of took me out of the uh, out of the song a little bit. Um, there, there's a very with all like I, I don't know if it was bells or maybe he had like a glockenspiel or a marimba or a xylophone something. There was a very dreamlike quality to a lot of the music on this song. Mm-hmm. And then he sure. throws in that. Li- I mean, and it's all about like the dream woman. And then he brings in that that lyric. I don't need no fantasies. And I was like, Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> like you Jake just, you, you, he just he just had to be cute, didn't he? He just had to do yep. that. <laughs> There's the sap. Yep. <laughs> yep. Slurp yeah. it up. It's it's weird. I, I feel like he's. He seems like he's got such like a sense of humor and just kind of cynical, like when you hear him talk. And mm-hmm. yeah, right. I thought so too. Yeah, I almost wonder if if there was some kind of like kind of like irony that he was, was going to say. Is it like satirical? <laughs> yeah, and I I don't know. Like you know, he sounds like he's always kind of been a fan of like the ballad and like the the. His first album, I think, is called The Ballad of Todd Rundgren. Sorry, that's his second album. The first one is called Runt. Maybe he's just a master troll. (laughs) (laughs) A man after mine own heart. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Go ahead. 
No, it's just it's weird that you say that though. That he, I mean, and I believe you that he that he's like he talks about being a fan of the ballad because it's like he he seems to kind of shrug off the uh, the label of like the the pop singer and the pop artist. Like it it he seems very wary of labels. Which between that and his Ritalin, like this guy should have a pretty strong foothold in the millennial audience. So oh, because because he's into ballads. Well, yeah, that, and he's just like he doesn't. Uh, he, he doesn't. He doesn't want to be. I think some he, he like someone branded him as like the male Carol King early. Oh in yeah, year, and it really apparently it really bothered him. People yeah. saw him that way, and like I think after this album, like he a, a lot of the stuff he produced, it was not these three to five minute pop songs. Like he really tried to kind of branch out and put some arm's length between him and uh the genre that people were kind of pigeonholing him in mm-hmm. yeah the next album in particular is really crazy uh a wizard a true star that's <laughs> a nutty album and the cover is awesome oh it, nice it kind of looks like the album sounds Fair um enough. but yeah you're right about him kind of never really liking to be labeled or to kind of stay in one lane. Like, he's, yeah, he's done like some, like, I want to say like, you know, rap influence stuff and like <laughs> almost like club music, which I don't, I don't think it's very good, but it's just kind of interesting that he's always kind of tried to push the, you know, boundaries. He he strikes me as a, a true artist. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, just very that. adventurous. <clears throat> I'd say that's accurate. Yeah, I respect it definitely. Yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Song of the Viking made Love me it. laugh. Love I, it, dude. I, I was cracking up. Yeah. Love, oh, it. <laughs> Love it. I did yeah. too. I, oh I get a good chuckle out of this one. Oh my gosh! Yes, and still, really, I mean, I I honestly enjoyed the song. I mean, yeah, <laughs> I, I know. I, I but I, I would, fun, fun piano. I mean, it's just it it's just he just doesn't care. It's a sea shanty, <laughs> like it's a mm-hmm. bona fide sea shanty in the middle of the cerebral side of this album, and <laughs> I, it's just fun, good time. I love that it's on the cerebral side too. Yes, yes. Uh, which which makes me think Graham is is seriously onto something. Like with just some of the irony and whatnot. Like yeah. this guy seems extremely witty. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Yeah. I think he's always kind of playing with. Yeah. You know what he could do. Um. Don't really know <laughs> what's yeah. serious and what's not, or if any of it is, or if all of it is. Right. Yeah, this sounds almost like Sid Barrett, like you know, goofy, yeah. like just trippy weirdness. It, it mm. is kind of a, f- a funny song that I, I don't always listen to all the way through. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, kind of a kind of a weird curveball. Yeah, after Marlene. Yeah, and and right before I went to the mirror. Yeah, yeah, which Ooh, might might be my favorite song on the whole that album. Bass. Oh, I thought it might be. Yeah. Well, it's too. between this and another one, which we'll get to. Okay. I really okay. liked this song a lot. This one's cool, and it it, is. it's on a killer guitar solo. It yeah. seemed very different from everything that came before it. Yeah, I would agree with that. The vocal style I, I really liked, mm-hmm. and that and that reverby piano. Yeah, yeah, get some some big sounds on this thing. <laughs> yeah, it's a heavy one. Yeah, I like the the weird, almost like gurgling ambient sound about midway through. <laughs> <laughs> gurgling. Yeah. There's musical flushing oh, yeah. going on. Oh, it's so weird. Dude, it's it's the perfect like precursor to the kid gets heavy. Yeah. 
it yeah. almost should have led that off, you know. I, I know. It's like, man, should that have opened the kid gets heavy? No, no, because I think Black Mariah is uh, a, a bit heavier than I went yeah. to admit her. Yeah. Very soulful. Yeah. That's for darn sure. I like the tone in this, too. Yep. Yeah. He's a cool guitar player. I, I feel like <laughs> I kind of forget that. A lot of soloing going on in this song. I I didn't realize till I finished the album. This is actually the uh, the longest longest song on something anything. It did not oh. feel like it. No, this song blew by for me. I really liked it. Yeah. Um, how long is it? Like five forty five and a half. Just five, over five. five. Just over five minutes. Like five and two seconds, something like that. It's not oh, long. I got you. Yeah. Yeah. Which is interesting because the kid gets heavy as the shortest section. Mm. Oh, good point. I didn't realize that. Five tracks as opposed to six or seven. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, I, Travis, I was thinking maybe this was your favorite, but it's, it's not. not. Yeah. Or Maria? No, yeah. it's not. It's not, right. even, it's not even the battle for position two but position uh, two is on the kid gets heavy ah uh, it might be my favorite song too i bet it is we'll see i'm, I'm, <laughs> we'll see I'm, guessing, I'm guessing it's not one more day that's your it favorite is song. not at all uh, no what, what the not hell is chance. that song <laughs> what the hell is that song <laughs> it shouldn't it's, be dude what <laughs> Okay, this definitely lends credence to Graham's argument that Rundgren is kind of fucking with the listener. Right yeah. here. Home yeah. for Christmas? Are you kidding me? Like, <laughs> what? what? I had to, like, rewind it, like, three times. Dude. And the lyrics. I was like, "There's that's not what he's saying. Oh, yeah. it's what he's saying. It is what he's saying. Yeah, and I, I thought it was hilarious because it's like the kid gets heavy and we're talking yeah. about home for Christmas. Yeah, I, yeah. I think... Just, dying he's he's kind of goofing i think like oh yeah, yeah. gotta the, be the lyrics in this song yeah are, are pretty odd and seem like he's kind of playing some character almost top tier <laughs> shit posting is what this song is <laughs> it's he's yeah he's like i went to see the first lieutenant like what's he talking about man yeah one more day man no word I actually don't mind this song that much. Me neither. Me it doesn't, neither. Uh, you know, it's not a favorite by any means, but uh, kind of a little odd one. Yeah. It's His a voice sounds song. good. Yeah. Yeah. Now. Couldn't this, I just tell you? Is this your favorite, Travis? It's not, but I did like this song a lot. Oh, damn. Is this your uh, favorite, Graham? Um, on the it's probably yeah, probably my favorite on the album. Yeah, it sounds so different from everything else on the album. This yeah. is a which, rock song, which I was gonna say. Up. Which it, it's interesting to me that this is your favorite on the album because it's it seems pretty inconsistent with the album. Yeah, I I would agree with that. Um, it's a great song though. I I really liked it. Yeah, yeah, it it kind of reminds me of like, uh, like Badfinger or somebody like that. Who? Yes, he, he yes. worked with them. He produced them. Right. Maybe he was trying to do kind of a, you know, like a jangly kind of power pop song. Mm-hmm. Um, was power maybe, pop really a thing when he produced this album? I want to say no. Like I, I feel like uh, that. I just. I was Mm. just looking into the song a little deeper and it says on a television performance from that year, Rundgren introduced Couldn't I Just Tell You as part of the latest musical trend, Power Pop. Oh, okay. This song became influential to artists in the genre. Oh, all right. There you go. All right. Yeah, it's it's interesting to know when these terms were first coined, like Power Pop or Grunge. A lot of times it's like after the genre kind of started. Right. 
but yeah. uh, no, that that was a that was a good question. I yeah, and I'm a, I'm into the power pop thing, dude. Also considered jangle pop. Yeah, I've I've heard that. <laughs> heard that. It's a better name. Yeah, I'm trying to think of other bands that fit into that. Like Beatles have some songs, and um, like a lot of a lot of '90s artists were kind of power poppy, like for Fountain the '70s. Yeah, for the '70s. I mean, you, Badfinger is definitely the first one I think of. Uh, would Cheap Trick be be power pop? Yeah, yeah. You could you could call them that. Apparently, there's different waves of power pop, which I didn't. Realize. <laughs> yeah, the knack. Because you've got um, it says the Who, Beatles, Beach Boys, Birds. Mm-hmm. But mm. then, yeah. Oh yeah, Cheap Trick is uh grouped into the late seventies. There, the Romantics. Yeah. Even REM gets thrown in there. My Sharona. <laughs> <laughs> Green Day and Weezer. Yep. Diet Sig. I don't know what that is. I I, I did like the song though. Are you surprised yeah. this was not the song I was referencing? Um I... it No, I don't think totally surprised, but I was like you know, when I found out that the other one wasn't, I was like, I wonder if it's this. Yeah. Because it yeah. has some sick like uh I love the guitar parts in this. Yeah. Like he does this weird thing on acoustic where it's, it just sounds like a bunch of acoustic guitars doing this like little one note thing. Right. I just think yeah. it's a great song. It I, is. I enjoyed it too. Yeah. yeah. Really what cool. About the, what about Torch song? <laughs> this is not your favorite. No, it's not. At all. He's, uh, yeah. he's swinging the other direction again. <laughs> Fun, quick, catchy thing. And couldn't I just tell you? And he, he's downshifting on the torch song. Yeah. Another ballad, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it is. I just, this ballads don't, don't do it for me. Yeah. I, I kind of like, I think the one part of the song I like is towards the end where he kind of hits like a high note. I've always yeah. kind of enjoyed that. Yeah, I, I I still think it belongs in the kid gets heavy section. Yeah, yeah, it works. I love that name. Me too. <laughs> the Me kid. Too. <laughs> well, then I guess I guess we've narrowed it down, Travis, yeah. to your Dude. favorite track. It it might be my second favorite. I don't know. It's either favorite or second favorite. But I I loved this song. This that makes total sense to me. It, dude, I, I described the riff as slimy. <laughs> yeah, I just loved it. It was yeah. so different. Yeah, it's, it, yeah, nothing, nothing on this album sounds like that. No, not at all. Very fuzzy. Mm-hmm. Yep. I don't know. The, the kid probably gets the heaviest here. Oh, dude. Yeah. Maximum heaviness. Just yeah. Thick as hell. Yep. <laughs> I, yeah. I loved I, it. Yeah. It's, yeah. Perfect send-off for this section, for sure. I I love Todd Rundgren's voice, but I, I like that most of this song was just the instruments. It, yeah, it, to me, it was... I mean, I I kind of lost track just because it, it is a little long, and it's hard to me hard for me to remember specifically what was in what. But sure. I just remember this one kind of standing out to me as like I don't know the greatest musicianship, in my opinion. Sure, he really uh, shows off some guitar skillage, some weird stuff. Oh yeah, <laughs> I liked it. Yeah. What was I hearing there? That was a car outside my apartment. Oh, so, okay. Uh, I thought that was a ghost. No. I did too, man. Ooh. Craig is uh, Craig. He's being reanimated. 
Dude, how about uh, part four, baby needs a new pair of snake scam boots? Uh, uh, um, I think the overture, like the intro, was probably added after all the songs were recorded. Yeah, that's a weird track. Weird. I mean, it's two tracks, honestly. Uh, it's Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, sorry, guys. No, you're good. You're good. I don't know. That must have been good. Craig. Friggin' Craig, man. This one, yeah, sounds like an outtake. Like, it, it sounds like it was recorded on, like, a, a phone. I have to ask, because looking at some of the info on this track, it says messing with the kid. Did he refer to himself as the kid? No, this is a, I mean, I, this is a Mel London song, and this was written way before this album. Right, but, but did Todd Rundgren refer to himself as the kid? Like, cause That's, Not that I'm aware. The kid gets heavy. Is he referring to, like, him getting into heavy stuff, like, on that part of the album? Or It sounds like, sounds like he is there, at least, and... And then messing with the kid. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I don't... uh, That's very possible. Um, Yeah, maybe that was a nickname. I I mean, I'm I'm guessing... Yeah, because he was so young, like, when he became a thing in the music industry, like, producing and whatever, maybe people were like, you know, this is one groovy kid. I just looked up... uh, I looked up his nicknames, and the main one is the Hermit of Mink Hollow. Oh, (laughs) that's an amazing nickname. Yeah, he has an album called that, and apparently that's like where he lived. I think I think he had a studio there, like a home studio. But Mm -hmm. yeah, maybe he gave the nickname to himself. I don't know. (laughs) He, He he definitely liked it, right? Sorry, not to derail. No, no. I love, I love it. How about, the, uh, how about the Kansas cover? <laughs> I think I like this more. I think I like this more than the Kansas' version of this song. Dude, this, this was Sack City right here. That was. It was. Yeah. They bring in the brass section. Graham, is this your least favorite part of the album? The <laughs> oh, yes. Yes. For yeah. sure. For sure. What, what do y'all think did y'all say side one was your least favorite i did i actually kind of enjoyed a few of these songs yeah Yeah. i I thought it was a fun outro second least favorite though yeah this one you know i don't know there's one or two songs on here that i that i think are pretty good but piss aaron and slut i'm sure (laughs) oh piss aaron dude that's uh, the greatest lyrics ever. <laughs> yeah. Do you all like the uh, that pedal steel that's pretty much dominating this song? Mm. Uh, oh, yeah. And, th- and this is where side four is where the rest of the band joins in. Yes. Yes, sir. Yeah. The, the slide kind of it's kind of his uh, boogie with stew, maybe. Oh my gosh. I think it's a little better than Boogie with Stu. <laughs> but I, I, I appreciate your point. It, it sounds like something in a musical, you know? <laughs> yeah, like, kind of yeah, some... honestly. Like, I just pictured him, like, frolicking through, like, school hallways. Singing yeah. Song, yeah. Kissing in the hall. Like, right. What the hell? It's just kind of like the comic relief part of, like, a. I don't know. There's a lot of comic relief in this. This thing. this whole oh, yeah. fourth side of the album is comic relief. I mean, all the freaking talking at the beginning of these songs. Yeah, with the exception of uh, the next one, probably. This is another song that made me think, man, this sounds like a lot of other songs on here. Like, Hello, I'm, it's me? Yes. I, I think, uh, yeah, it kind of fits in with the... Side one, or yeah, section yeah. one, part one. This this song and uh, the first track, damn, what's it called? Oh, I saw the light. Yeah, those two are the biggest songs on this album. Mm. Yeah, I've always. Did we want to say any more about uh, old piss? 
piss double Aaron. Just that I think piss Tom Waits heard that song and thought, I'm going to do stuff like this. That's all I had left to say. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, you know, he's an influential artist, Rundgren. For sure. For sure. And yeah, some yeah. people are into that theater. They are. They are. Uh, have y'all, did y'all check out the original version of Hello, It's Me that uh, Rundgren recorded with uh, Naz? I did not, but I have before. Yeah. I, uh, I think I like I think I like the the Rundgren version more. It's a, it's it's slower, more piano led. I, I I think I liked it more than the Nas one, honestly. Yeah, I, th- I think this is a great song, and you know I'm sure y'all will agree that it has strong '70s vibes to it. But uh, yes, yes. I, th- I think the vocal is great. I love the bass line. It's just uh, I don't know, man. It's just it just works for me. This is a probably top three track on the album for me. Dang. Yeah. It was up there for sure. Yeah. yeah. What's interesting is the three songs, like if you're looking on the Wikipedia, the three songs that have hyperlinks are <laughs> I Saw the Light, Couldn't I Just Tell You, and Hello, It's Me. Yeah. Yep. So I'm just kind of a mainstream guy. <laughs> No. I mean, you did <laughs> shit on easy listening music at the start of the episode. <laughs> no, that, that is, yeah, that's interesting. Um, Were no. they singles or something? Or I know Hello, It's Me and I Saw the Light were. Let me see. I could see the other one being that. Couldn't I just tell you? Yeah, Couldn't I Just Tell You was a single as well. Okay. well and so was Wolfman, Wolfman Jack, man. That makes sense. Wolfman. Wolfman Jack. With Wolfman. Breathless. Breathless was the B-side to that. Really? Yeah, the B- B-sides were Marlene, Wolfman Jack, Cold Morning Light, and Breathless. That is a pretty interesting mix. <laughs> Wolfman. Yep. How about uh, Some Folks is Even Wider Than Me? Sack City, bro. That's, yeah. Gene Dinwiddie just ran roughshod over this whole freaking song. <laughs> Dude, some pretty good guitar work in this one. Yeah, yeah I agree. Is that like Rick Derringer? Because he played on this album. I think that's right. I think uh, that's right. In this song? Actually, maybe, maybe he's not. He's in Dust in the Wind. Oh, oh okay. okay. That's probably Pod then, I'm I'm guessing. This is Ralph Walsh. It says he's on and guitar. I don't yeah. know if that I don't know if whose lead really doesn't specify. It's Joe Walsh's brother, Ralph. Yeah. Yeah. The most talented of the Walsh brothers. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. <sighs> That's awesome. <laughs> no, yeah. I, 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 I Interesting, uh, interesting song. Yeah, not a not a huge fan of this one, even though it, there are. It does kind of, kind of beat me down. I mean, the lyrics yeah. are a little, little yeah. eye rolling, and uh, yep. God, I mean, Dinwiddie's great, but God, that saxophone just goes on a little bit too. Long. Yeah, agreed. A little bit, a little bit. Oh, is yeah. Dinwiddie the? Uh, the sax player. Okay, yep. Gene Dinwiddie. Yep. It's a fun name. It is. It's a great name for a sax player. Hmm. Okay. Um, on, on You Left Me Sore, uh, <laughs> I, I, I was honestly with him for all like the talking like inside the studio audio <laughs> for a bit. On this one, it really did start to grate on me. Like they talk and then they start playing and then no, 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 we're going to stop. Yeah. And they start again and then they stop and they start again. And then they like, it, it was, it, it, it was wearing out. It's welcome for me. <laughs> I was not a fan. Yeah. Yeah. Can't, um, can't defend it at that point. Is this about an STD? Uh, I, I, 
I don't, I guess it could be. He, he, I don't think it was too on the nose if he was going for that. It sounded like, uh, first listen, it sounded like a song about kind of generic heartbreak. heartbreak. Uh, are there any lyrics that you picked out? That Oh, sorry. I, I think I cut out for a second. Oh, you're good. I was like, man, they really laid out on me there. No, no, no. Still here. Still here. You're good. No, I, I, I don't know. I could, I could see him. Oh, but yeah. Yeah, I, I thought like maybe this was about like a, a woman who has like real like rough sex or something like that. I mean, it, I, I absolutely no. was, I was waiting for the uh, like the double entendre to show up or uh, some kind too. of hint as to what it was. But I, I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe yeah. it still hey. could be, I guess. And he just masked it really well. But I, I didn't pick Oof. up on anything. Yeah. The closing bit is that helps to relieve the pain. But now I know no good ever comes from love on a one night stand. Ah, there you go. There you go. I think that's what uh, it's playing some angles here. Yep. And then uh, the love very is infectious. Yeah, th- this one. Uh, I don't have a ton to say about this one, but yeah, no. Yeah, I, I, I can, if you want. I, yeah, yeah. The de- <laughs> delicately named uh, follow up to. Yep. Yep. More talking. First act. He wanted to change the name of the album to Throw Money. Yep. That's a good album name. Yeah. I, I thought it was a decent closer. It wasn't bad. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, just like it was. It was so random. It was such. It a, was. <laughs> like it's super, <laughs> super high energy and like. I almost had like an Elton John vibe off this yeah. song. <laughs> yeah, I can see yes. that. Like this is yes. a very it it would not. This just does. I, it's a very diverse album, certainly. But I I don't know. I guess I just I I got I think I was expecting something weirder to end this thing. But uh, you know, hey, he he surprised me yet again. So gotta gotta give him props for that. Yeah, this last side with the band is like kind of straightforward. Even though it's goofy, like musically, it's just kind of a lot of the same, like the sax. And I, I wasn't a huge fan of it. Yeah. 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 That's, does it bring down the album for you? Uh, you know, a little bit. I feel like if this had been kind of condensed to the highlights I would probably give it a bit of a higher score you guys oh, ready, you? To, ready to score this thing let's I think do so. it I think so Stefan you go I, I gotta say uh, I think I gotta go 8 out of 10 uh, I was uh, the, the fact that it literally just kind of blew by on me I mean I could not believe how fast it I, I went through this album and like I, I i was on the edge of my seat like because it he kept surprising me and i i was never bored i was never checking my watch i i did i wasn't like watching the clock or anything which which i've done on some albums that are much shorter than this one i mean i think that there's a even the stuff that i'm not as high on like the variety of it really kept me engaged with it and i I don't know. Even the the songs that I didn't enjoy as much as the others, uh, I still think they're well put together. And you know, and, and I'm taking out the fact that he is a multi instrumentalist and like you know, three fourths of this he did by himself. I mean, like the the songs themselves, like I think they they stand on their own. So yeah, I I, I rate it pretty highly, honestly. I thought it was great. Graham, well, what about you? I'm I'm glad you uh, dug it. Um, I like this album a lot too. I, I might give it a, um, 7.5. I, um, think it's a little too inconsistent for me. It kind of drags a bit, but there's the stuff that's good on here is really good. Um, and, uh, yeah, yeah, I'll give it a, 
7.5, maybe an 8 on a good day. Trav? I, this was a weird one for me because I feel like I'm, I'm going to score it higher than, than my enjoyment level, and I don't think I've done that with any albums that we've reviewed yet. Yeah. I, I would give it an 8, honestly. Yeah. Just sheerly for... I don't know. I, I was just so impressed with with what it was. <laughs> yeah. Know? I mean, like Stefan said, you know, not considering all those things. Well, for me, considering all those things, it, it just kind of made it for me. You know, sure, it, it just sure. made me appreciate it so much more. And it's like, I don't know. It just it gave me an alternate perspective on it. And I, I enjoyed it. I'm glad I listened to it. Um, I definitely go back through and listen to some specific tracks, but I don't know that I'd I'd sit down and give it a full run through again. But yeah, I'd I'd give it an eight. Honestly, I thought it was a great overall album. We um, it was pretty well structured and put together. I I just I don't know. There were so many cool artistic components to it that I I really really appreciated. Yeah. I'm I'm glad both of you guys dug it. I was going to recommend one track to you off the previous album called uh, Bleeding. Okay. I feel like it kind of has a similar... Uh, just just check it out. It it doesn't quite fit in with the rest of the Todd Rundgren catalog. It's really good. I'll check um, it out. Yeah. yeah. I don't think we have any of his other albums on this list, do we? Uh, not that I'm aware. Yeah. Well, it could be fun to do uh, the next one, or you know, we could change that. We could maybe do one of one of his dubstep albums. Uh, <laughs> one of his uh, one of his albums with Nas, not Nas right. with Nas. Right. Yeah, his Illmatic collaboration. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's White Knight that came out in 2017 that was. Uh, a huge commercial success. <laughs> yes. Yes. It has yeah. Trent Reznor on it, though. Really? Yeah. Yeah, maybe. I could see. There are some, so many huge artists love Todd Rundgren. Like, I, I, y'all were saying it earlier, he is so influential on you know, so th- many different artists. Like, people I would never expect. Yeah. I. I think that's true. Um, and by the way, I, I don't think it's White Knight. I think it's an album called Global that for some reason I remember hearing when it came out. And yeah, you also check that out for for research. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. It's, it's goofy. Yeah, okay. I'll check that out. I, I Dude, I was just reading like his... Is more recent wiki stuff, and I just saw that he's uh, as of what is this? He just released a single back in April. I'm not I'm not surprised by that. Me neither. He, he reunited with Sparks 50 years after producing their debut album, releasing a single "You Fandango," huh? And he did something with. Uh, Dude, collab with Weezer. Okay. Oh yeah. Okay, I could see that. See wow. Him. Check him out. Yeah, he's got a shit ton of albums. If you look at his wiki. Okay. Yeah, it's a very impressive discography. <laughs> yeah. And I'm All really right. only familiar with the '70s stuff. It was uh, it was kind of surprising to see that he's fairly ambivalent about the success and the influence of this album, Something Anything. Yep, yep. Doesn't dislike it from what I can tell, but he's, uh, I don't know. It feels like he's kind of, Travis was saying earlier, he is a true artist, and it, it kind of seems like that. Like, he is, he is always moving on, always looking to, you know, innovate, reinvent himself. And, uh, I, yeah, even if I didn't like his music, I, I feel like, You'd have to respect that. Absolutely. I, th- I think you're spot on with that. I have to just add one last note. 
Yeah. That uh, white knight thing you're talking about. I looked uh-huh. it up. You know how uh, that trivia thing you brought up the other day, you're like, who's the artist? So uh-huh. in White Knight, it's he collaborates with Reznor Robin, which is who you were asking me about. Oh. oh. Daryl Hall, Joe Walsh. <laughs> hmm. Dude, what an interesting mix. Damn funk. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, Robin did come up during trivia. And I still don't really know who that is, but it was some Swedish pop star or something. Russian. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, Stefan, send us off. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Well, I mean, this is, uh, yeah. Thank you all for uh, the, the episode on what has been our longest album so far. As always, you know, like, subscribe, you know, share the episode, talk about us, you know, ask people about three different ones, get them into us, you know. Uh, we'll, uh, you know, we'll be back soon with more albums, and someday we'll stop talking about music from the 70s. Uh, we'll see you next time. <laughs>